Okay, we really got to get going here, so Shane's just going to go with the cold open right now. No beer and no TV make Homer go something, something. Go crazy. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> no sports, no rock, no information. For mindless chatter, we're your station. Okay, my Marge was pretty bad, but your... Um... Homer what, what was worse. You... No, no, no. I was going to say your... Uh... What would you call that when he, the, the, the blub up, was it, is it a blub sound well, effect? Now that I think about it, he, he doesn't say that he goes, kind of, it's kind of like a, uh, uh, like kind of, cause he, he does that really like, he really uh, cringes his face, like tenses his face up. Uh, and then that, th- is that when he looks in the mirror too? Yeah. But he does that kind of like blah, 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 sound effect first. And I then guess, does yeah. the thing with the hands, those, the, 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 the zip zab. Yes. Uh, thing, right? Uh, to answer your first question, though, I guess I would call that like an attempt at a sound effect. Yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a, a nice crazy sound effect. I think I remember at the dinner table, uh, I was you know I was very young, and I just started laughing for no reason, as a kid does sometimes. Um, I would hope. Anyways, uh, I was laughing at that scene. I had seen it like four days ago. And I thought of it again, <laughs> and I thought it was so funny. Um, that's one of my favorite uh, trios of horror moments. I don't, it, you know, it got less funny over the years, but still funny. So now, when you were laughing at said dinner, did that dinner happen to be after like a funeral or something like that? Because that would make it even funnier. Yeah, it, no, I have gotten in trouble for laughing at things uh, when it's inappropriate. I'm not laughing at the actual thing. I'm thinking of something else that's funny, and I just can't help myself uh, laughing. Uh, I don't want to go into too much detail <laughs> with that. Maybe that will organically come up as we keep recording. Um, but yeah, there's been instances like that for sure. Yeah, I remember, I'll never forget August 2019. I'm in New Jersey. Uh, my wife and I are just about to go to the Giants game. And I read this joke on Twitter and I kept laughing about it. First of all, when I left first, it wasn't even a joke, actually. It was a meme. And uh, I laughed about it you know, for like half an hour, I was crying. I was laughing so hard, but then like throughout the next probably week, it would dawn on me at different moments of the day. I could be in the shower. I could be walking to work at the grocery store and I would think of it and it just, it killed me every, it still gets me to this time. Um, uh, (laughs) And like, like it's starting to get me right now, the more that I think about it. So yeah, I I totally get where you're coming from in that. And there are a whole bunch of, of, uh, moments like that in this series as well that'll get you as time goes on um thank you for everyone though who uh, listened to the last episode uh, uh dog of death and shane had a nice little clip at the end of that episode with charlie brown and his kind of adoption of snoopy and thank you to those who uh, sent in the pictures of their doggies um let's give a shout out to at simpsons sibs the simpsons siblings podcast uh where they sent a picture of their uh, they're the little guy. I think he's a Chihuahua. I'm not sure. He's, he looks bigger than a Chihuahua, but he's got funny pointy ears and his name Maybe is Yoshi. Maybe a crossbreed. Oh, Yoshi, yeah. that's a cool name for a dog. Yeah, it is a very cool name. Uh, nice little one. Another one uh, is uh, uh, Jules from the Jules Just Fives podcast. She sent uh, a picture of her Corgi with its also pointy ears. And uh, I love Corgis because they're funny and they have funny ears and have no sticks. So thank you for everyone who... Uh, also a famous dog from one of my favorite animes, Cowboy Bebop. Moving on. You, yeah, exactly. We're all familiar with Shane's obsession with uh, Japanese anime, and so I'm, I'm I am not familiar, 
with that because I'm scared to watch those type of shows because I have a feeling that if I do, I'll be put on some list as a weirdo and get followed around by the government. Or you'll so, love the shows so much. Anyways. Oh, yeah, that could happen, too. You'd still get followed by the government, though, for, uh, you know, potentially who, who knows what, but some some weird things. Because, you know what, I think if not not that I know that you aren't, but I, I hear uh, hear those shows and you know where my mind immediately goes when I hear the word anime, you know what it automatically connects to? I don't want to say. What is it? Those weirdos who dress up as animals and go to... Ah, uh, furries. Yeah, yes. Furries, yeah. And they go to the hotels and... Because I used to live across the street from a big hotel and I'd, we'd see them like once a year in the fall. They'd all be around and they'd go to the big convention center and have an orgy and stick their fingers in each other and whatever they do. And uh, and Shane is also, at the, at the time, he's just shared with me a picture of uh, his little guy, Barney, his little Pomeranian, who is a... Very, very, very fluffy little dog, and he and he looks very happy all the time. He's a funny little guy. Um, this one, uh, so we, we go from dogs in our in our last episode to yeah, sad, yeah, yeah, sad dogs to um, the first kind of real time where we get Homer doing some sort of secondary job and like outside of the power plant, and uh, I kind of like a rags to riches story. And I'm always fans of, uh, of those kind of plots. This is one that Matt Groening himself kind of came up with though. The whole storyline of Brandine's uh, career is kind of based off of Loretta Lynn, the country singer, her life in the, the movie coal miners daughter. So it's kind of an original idea, but also okay. kind of not, but the story in general of Homer taking on an outside job, was one um, that uh, that that uh, that was, I guess, an original thing, and the first time we see it in the series, and it becomes a recurring thing. So Mike Reese, who became the showrunner and is the showrunner again with Al Jean, he was pretty concerned about this one because he thought people would be like, "Wait a minute, how does Homer have time to essentially become a music manager of an artist when he works at the power plant?" Right, uh, and of course, you know, this is kind of an instance where you can say. The Simpsons doesn't have to make sense. It's a it's a rubber band universe that changes on an episode to episode basis, right? Um, do you yeah, have that's fair. off the top of your head a favorite Homer job outside of the power plant? Uh, I feel like that's a tough question because you're basically asking what is my favorite episode when Homer gets a new job? Because to me, that's one and the same. Um, I, you know, I'm a fan of that, that inanimate rod, you know, that, that rod, man, the, when he becomes an astronaut. Oh, I thought you were going somewhere else when you, when you started that, because, um, we did put a poll on our Twitter page at Simpsons underscore EBE, but you, you think Homer is the astronaut is the best. That is a great episode, but you think that's his best job. Uh, Side job, his best sure. job was him working from home being a, a lard, butt, you know, oh, Lardo, uh, yeah. yeah. Because that, I think, is exactly what Homer would want to do, is just be home, eating snacks, and, uh, you know, barely working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, doing the absolute bare minimum. So I, I I did put a poll up there. My three options and the others were uh, Mr. Plow, um, his his job is a basically a daycare dad, and when he's a farmer and grows tobacco. And the overwhelming majority, 60%, said it's it's Mr. Plow. And I think it's because mm. 
that episode and like the like the jingle um, became even more famous than the episode. And it's great episode more... for sure. That's like probably a nine for me once we get to it. Right. It's it is a good one, but I feel like the role, like you said, the role of him staying at home and makes sense, or being the everyman who gets recruited by NASA to be the everyman on a space shuttle flight kind of makes more sense from like a Homer perspective, right? Uh, yeah, sure. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, some of the other ones, uh, someone did actually at, uh, Katzies, uh, Catherine Smith did saying, does his astronaut gig count? Because that would go for, for my vote with that beautiful gif of him spinning through the air to catch the ruffle. So somebody was on, on board with you in that sense. Um, at monkey's blood, Ben Stewart said, uh, he didn't actually say anything. He just replied with a great gif of Homer as crusty, um, killing the, sure yeah that was good too <laughs> killing the little hamburglar guy when he falls through the burgers that's that <laughs> that's yeah, good yeah that's, that's good, a real good yeah. one and then from a, a a newer episode i guess at dom uh 2021 31 uh says his favorite was actually homer as the i guess you can call it a superhero as um as pie man he, he liked Pie Man. I vaguely remember okay. that one. A little bit of a stretch, I would say. But yeah, yeah, Pie Man, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of a stretch indeed. But this one here is uh, kind of neat because Homer kind of takes on the role of uh, when he's Colonel Homer. It's kind of based off Colonel Robert Parker, Elvis's manager. So it's kind of neat to see him in a different kind of setting and atmosphere for the first time. Like It, be- it becomes kind of almost cliche that Homer's doing something outside of the plant. But this is the first time we really get to see him actively do that so i um i do like the overall story of this episode it has one of my favorite montages of uh not only season three but of all time i think we see that towards the the end of this one um so for my for my pre-rating and kind of how they tell the story uh i would give this one a solid 8.8 um i like the character of um Lurleen. Once we get into the episode, we'll talk about how Beverly D'Angelo had an impact on the episode doing the voice Lurleen. of... I said Brandine earlier, and I just realized that now. Not Lurleen. Oh, well, it's really <laughs> close. It's all good. Yeah. Um, actually, go back. So take this take this clip of me, like I'm saying, Mr. Black. So Sure, yeah. Lurleen. And uh, dub that over the... Where, where I say Brandine. So, uh, Perfect. Yeah. Now it's going back into... We just created a time loop there. Can't explain that. But uh, yes, we did. I'll give it an 8.8. This is a solid one. It's close to, uh, I don't know if it's A plus territory, but it's definitely a solid Mm. A. And one of the uh, better episodes towards the end of season three. What are you going with this one? I remember this being like a very good episode. Stands on some two feet very well. It's a good story. Uh, I think it hits like most of what you want a good episode. Maybe not in like the best territory. You know, but still really good. So I'm going to go in with an 8.5 and uh, see where that takes me. I, yeah, might, eh, maybe we'll bump it up. Maybe we'll stay at the same, but 8.5 is still really good in my books. The, the montage that I'm talking about is definitely the thing that sticks out with to me the most and kind of the overall story of how Lurleen comes to be. But I'm kind of excited to see some of the gags that I'm pretty sure I'm missing because I do remember this being a very funny episode. I know my dad enjoyed this episode as well. So let's get into it. Let's just dive right in. Colonel Homer coming up in three, two, one. Let's go. Shane and I have a pretty efficient system. We are buzzing through this one. It's funny, though, because Shane Shane is, hasn't been on good terms with me 
for over a season now. We just kind of buzzed whose episodes after I lost all his money in a pyramid scheme. But that's yeah, ever the way since it works. the accident. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's that? What was that uh, chalkboard gag there? I will not conduct my own fire drills. Uh, yeah. Not bad. Uh, nowadays that would be something else. But anyways, it that's would? a that's a bad taste joke. Uh, well, they, they do oh. different drills than just fire drills. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Guns, I get it. Took me a second, but I get it. So uh, I'm really... I think this is a short intro. I think. E... No, this room. is the this is the full one. Oh, full it? one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would have thought they had. Okay. Yeah, another full one. Um, I am kind of interested to see to watch this back and really listen to uh, Beverly D'Angelo's performances, Lurleen, because she was so involved in this episode that like she was um, pitching jokes. She wrote um, "Your Wife Don't Understand You" and uh, the "Bunk with Me" song in like an hour. Like she stayed around for the whole thing and was like really actively into it. So I, I want to see if it actually comes off more, or maybe I'm just thinking. Wouldn't like okay? I'm thinking myself like, wouldn't everyone want to do that if they're on the uh, Simpsons? I would want to be as involved as possible. Yeah, you would think so, but some people, you know, especially those with egos. Well, uh, you know, they want to do their lines, get in, get out. Like Krusty, when he's recording his Krusty doll. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, just a little bit of damage, that's all. Steady, easy, easy. How am I doing on the right? Uh, we're getting a lot of sparks <laughs> over here, Dad. Uh-huh. Easy, easy. Perfect. All right, everybody out the window. So pause, pause it here. Where, where are we at? What's What time are we at here? For, let's take a look at the movies that are playing at uh, the Springfield Googaplex. This is at the minute... Minute 59. Minute 59. So we have uh, I'll Fry Your Face 3. So, okay, actually, let's, let's, let's play a little game here, Shane. So sure. who, could you, who could you picture starring in these movies? So I'll Fry Your Face 3. Who could you see in that? Uh, Nicolas Cage. Oh, I, yeah. was see, I, I was thinking like crummy action thriller i could see i'm thinking like jason statham mm. and uh he's he like he works Nicholas in cage a, is trying to pay off his taxes so he'll yeah, it's true he'll accept anything um, yeah but i was thinking more like jason statham and he works in like a burger shop and he goes around <laughs> sure. fucking deep fryers at people who like he's a uh vigilante hero all right the smell <laughs> in room 19 um that to me sounds like another like horror but I feel like that could actually be a serious horror. So maybe that is a, uh, hmm. I don't know who would star in it, but I think M. Night Shyamalan directs that movie. See, the, the smell sets me in a different direction. I'm thinking it's a horror parody and it's starring Kevin James. Um, I could just, I could just see him. I in there. Yeah. Kevin James hasn't been in anything for a bit. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, Space Mutant 6. Uh, to me, this is an animated movie, and it's a kids like series. Even though we in the in the Simpsons lore, we have seen Space Mutants before, like when they're at the um, the Springfield, uh, what is it, the lookout or whatever, the makeout spot. Yeah, uh, they're in the drive-in or whatever. Uh, oh yeah, pa- were, uh, with yeah. Uh, Patty and uh, Skinner. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. So right. we already know that this is like a live-action movie, but. Uh, who would star in it? I feel like McBain could be in this if it's live action. Like he's fighting the space mutants. Like Arnold? Like actual McBain? Sorry, yeah, yeah. Arnold, <laughs> rather. 
Um, I was thinking more along the lines of like, uh, it's just one of those horror series that never ends like insidious. And it's got that guy who's in every horror movie who's in like insidious and the conjuring, uh, you know, that guy, you know, that guy I'm talking about with the forehead. I do. Yeah. It's forehead actually guy. really odd because last year Patrick I, I watched both and it was like, Oh wait, is it, he's the main dude for both these series. Okay, yeah. cool. I think that's what his name is. Patrick Wilson. Uh, honey, I hit a school bus. Who could you see in that? I could see this being Seth Rogen. He is a bus driver <laughs> down on his luck and he's always high and he hits another school bus with his school bus. And that's like, and it starts Somehow the school bus wars. Yeah, yeah, between between him and James Franco. Everyone's oh, I, making I jokes that. on the radio. This the school like the radio frequency that all school bus drivers talk on and it's a hoot. And they're recruiting all the kids to help them and like get back at the bus driver and it's never any- Yeah, I could see that. I like that one. That's that's what I'm going with too. That's brilliant. Pay Shane Hollywood. You see what it's gold. You know how many <laughs> idiot stoners would go see that? Pay Shane. All right. This is look, true. Who, look who's wanking. Look who's oinking. So this is like what, like a Gordy sequel, but somehow also combined with Look Who's Talking. So it's an animated baby, like that abomination that's currently on Netflix, by the way. it's uh, It was in top 10 last time I checked, which is Son of the Mask. I just um, want to point out right now, by the way, that if you look at the trailer on your Netflix there, Nick, you will see that Son of the Mask, my plot summary is correct. Anyways, moving on from that. It is a combination of CGI Gordy and CGI that baby. Uh, and it's a mess. Pig baby. Gotcha. Okay. I, I see that. Uh, mine for look who's winking. Um, it's uh, that guy who dresses up as all the family members. Um, what's that idiot's name? They make fun of him in South Park. When Token just keeps paying him money, but he doesn't know why. I forget what, I forget what his uh, name is, but he's that guy who dresses up as all the family members. And Are you talking of, about that Eddie Murphy movie? No, not Eddie Murphy, the other guy. He, um, hmm. I forget. Medea, the guy who does the Medea movies. Oh. And this, okay, is a, okay. this is a Medea movie. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, the Stockholm Affair. Uh, hmm. This, I... Um, oh, uh... Uh, Cumberbatch or whatever, he he's the he's the main dude here. He plays uh, well he plays the main dude in it. I don't know. Yeah. This sounds like a boring movie. Sounds like a, a really boring spy movie. I could see it as him, like him, Jessica Chastain, and um, maybe Robert De Niro is the bad guy. I could see that. There we go. And finally, Ernest versus the Pope. So obviously, Ernest is played by the same actor, but the Pope. He's played actually by Wayne Gretzky. This is like, Gretzky. yeah. Or, so, you know, no, no, change it, change it. Ernest and Mike Myers, they team up. He's the Pope. So you got Mike Myers and Ernest. Oh, okay. See, I see it as Ernest against uh, uh, like an evil Pope played by, hmm, I don't know. I'm going to say John Goodman is evil Pope. But John then it Goodman, turns- that's good. It turns out that Evil Pope is being possessed by Devil Pope, played by Rosie O'Donnell. And uh, that's the, it turns out Ernest has to save the Pope from the Devil Pope. And there you go. See, we, we just created millions and somebody's going to steal our idea. And in like 2028, we're going to see uh, the ghost of Jim Varney fighting Roseanne Barr dressed as the Devil Pope. 
or not Rose Ampar. Who did I say? Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. And CGI is like, good enough that they could have like a like a multiverse movie, right? Of Ernest, where he could yeah, like oh, yeah. go like all his all his movies combined. Yeah. So all of Ernest's movies combined uh, to defeat the Pope, he's got to go back into different dimensions and time or, travel and all that BS that's happening right now in movies. Yeah, you could have all that crap. You could have Ernest. Uh, he could be going back in in time to fight radioactive, eighty foot tall Mary Curie. Uh, Ernest goes back in time and electrocutes Ben Franklin. Like, there's so many possibilities you could go with there. And we just created a a chain of movies, everlasting chain of movies. So great job by the writing team coming up with all of these uh, fake movie titles that we just had a lot of fun with. All right, back to the actual episode. Indeed. So what are we going to say? Ernest cuts the cheese. Honey, I hit a school bus. Look who's oinking. Look who's oinking. So Bart says Ernest cuts the cheese. Yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Must have changed it. So this, Shane, you know what happened on this day? March 26, 1992, when this episode came out? Um, uh, the sun came up. Well, yes, but guess uh, guess, guess, who went to prison uh, for 10 years for uh, for rape on this day? Nice, pleasant subject. Oh, uh, I don't know who. Mike Tyson. So it's crazy to think, you know, everyone thinks of Mike Tyson, um, you know, as this guy who was in the uh, in the hangover, and he's kind of rejuvenated his career, but he he is a convicted rapist. That that happened. People seem to forget about that. There's always this asshole in the theaters who's like doing stuff like this, like Homer's doing. Okay, now that uh, Cineplex here, we have like the recliner seats, so no one can kick your seat anymore. Thank God. But you still have the people with the cell phones, people that talk too much. And what else is annoying? People who sit next to you that don't know which armrest is theirs. Okay, done. And rent rant ended by movie theaters. There's also people who yell at the screen as if the movie movie can hear them. Right. It's like, oh, look at that. It's like, yeah, yeah we're we're all watching it too. Oh Thanks. no, you know, no, you know who definitely needs to be called out? Those idiots that clap at the end of a movie. What are you what are you clapping for? It's a movie. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I don't I don't clap at the end of movies. Not you, but I'm just saying in general. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. I'm trying to remember oh, if yeah. I if I did it. Well, of course he's a spy. You just mm. the score. <laughs> I heard how this ends. It turns out the secret code was the same nursery rhyme he told his daughter. There's Homer yeah. twice spoiling movies. Mm -hmm. He did it already with Darth Vader. They must have really hucked that chocolate bar to put a stain on the back of his head. Yeah, it's just exploded. Uh, what's your go-to movie theater snacks? What's your combo? Oh, I'm, I'm just a popcorn. Popcorn drink. Yeah. Uh, water or pop? Uh, a solid iced tea. Iced tea. All right. I'm all about a medium popcorn. I don't like to put extra butter on. I think that's disgusting. Uh, but I know a lot of people like to do that. And peanut M&Ms in the popcorn. That is, like, I have done that before. That combo isn't, isn't terrible. Not bad. And then, like, a bottle of water. That's what I like to do. I do like Bart's drawing on the back of Homer's head to point out the stress points and the fact that the marker yeah. <laughs> just, just stays there like he's drawing on a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the rest. Oh yeah, Flaming Pete's. I love when they do these billboard gags. Flicky's is probably better, but this is pretty. This is pretty good. <gasps> and bye bye, <laughs> Flaming Pete's. You a skunk. 
This is great sign gags. This is a, yeah, this is a nice little kind of montage of gags here and different kinds. Like you had the billboard one and now the, the stank one. And even the animation on Homer, like how his, his face turns purple. Oh man, sewer even gets a little bigger there. Nice hillbilly bar. Nice touch with somebody that actually have their horse tied up outside. I wonder if there are hillbilly bar. I'm sure there are in like Mississippi. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I went to a place that looked like this one time, just outside of Baltimore, but it wasn't. Um, it wasn't like crazy. Yeah, Yodel and Z, crazy fighting hillbillies. It was a lot of nice people and good food. Clearly, <laughs> someone loves yodeling. I love how the band just keep playing, hacking their boons. So I'm uh, afraid drink service will stop for just a few moments. There's the pig. They're all yours. <laughs> Stupid Marge, tell me to shut up. Thank you. Uh, tonight I'd like to try something a little different. It's a song I wrote while I was mopping up your dry blood and teeth. Work all day for some old man. Beverly D'Angelo, quite a good singer. She's got a really nice voice. Oh, yeah, for sure. Good job by her. And she wrote both this song and, uh, and, and um, Bag Me a Homer. I wish all guests would take such an interest in the episode they're in. You know what? She like, I always know obviously her took it as an honor. I always know her from the vacation movies, right? Can you name one other Beverly D'Angelo movie she's in? That means no. That long pause means no. No, I I cannot. I can't think of one. Like, I know she makes a cameo, kind of. Well, not a cameo, but she's a, a small character in the second Harold and Kumar. At the whorehouse, remember? She shoots Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, yeah. That's a good scene. She does play Loretta Lynn's character in the in that coal miner's daughter movie from the eighties, but like, yeah, she's basically just known as being the mom in the vacation series to me. And which way did it can? So what's your name, stranger? Homer J. Simpson. My name's Lurleen Lumpkin. That's a pretty name. Oh, you think so? Maybe. I'm not sure. I forgot it. Bye, Lurleen. So long, huh? It's an odd conversation. Yeah, just a hint of flirting there. Yellow. Where were you all night? I was just up at this bar in Spittle County. You should have called. I was very worried. Marge, let's end this feuding into fussing and get down to some loving. I work all day for some old man. I sweat and my Isn't there a gag? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Put it back, put it back. <laughs> Your wife don't understand you, but I do. Homer's singing to his ball again. Yeah, and he's bowling at 280. Oh, yeah? Not the last time Homer will hit that score. Kind of all over the world. What the hell song is Lenny singing? Not sure. There's a gag in there somewhere, though. I thought they took that off the market after all those hillbillies went blind. <laughs> oh, no. I went to this bar the other night and oh, they... Oh, wait, wait a minute. You 
went to another bar? Oh, oh yeah. A hundred miles out of town. Oh, Homer. Nice little deliverance reference with the <laughs> inbred hillbilly playing the banjo there. Get your song out of my mind. I haven't felt this way since Funky Town. Oh, aren't you sweet? Do you think I could get a copy of it? Sorry, darling. All my songs are up here. I'm basting the turkey with my tears. Don't look up my dress unless you mean it. I'm sick of your lying lips and false teeth. Earlene? Country songs back then, like before Garth Brooks did have stupid titles like that. Come with me. Oh. Ah, compact disc. Oh, there's the hillbilly banjo guy again. He's going to record a song. <laughs> uh, listen, ma'am, my, my brother owns a radio station over in Weevilville, and uh, with your permission, I'd like to take your CD to him. Homer, it's your quarter. What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good boss. Yeah. This is KUD. delivers. Yeah, Cud. Hey, I forgot about Cud Radio. Uh, you've got Cud on it. You got cut on it. For the next half hour, beer's on the house. What'd you say, Mo? Nothing. <laughs> I thought I told you to stay away from the <laughs> Oh, wow. Krusty's <laughs> slapping him silly. Wait, do we ever meet his sister? No, uh, no, we don't. Hmm. Not the first time a prison riot will be stopped. As well with uh, nice blood and some whatever that other substance yeah, is. Yeah, some sort of something. Oh, puts this whole riot into perspective, doesn't it? Guys in the background are just rubbing faces. Yeah. <laughs> She's wonderful. I could feel her sweet country soul and everything. Yeah, Beverly really nailed that song. Like she hit some impressive notes there. All it does is take precious airspace away from shock DJs whose cruelty and profanity amuse us all. That's right, yeah. Marge, what do you think? Oh, it's nice. But who is this woman? Well, right now she's an out-of-work cocktail waitress, but she's going to be a country music superstar. So when is she out of work? He just met her at a bar while she was working. Yeah, it's just not like she's been replaced, yeah. Some cocktail waitress. Marge, you make it sound so seamy. All I did was Man, the couches are really close in the scene. Some outfits. Yeah, they really compacted the whole living room. Well, hi, Lurleen. We were just talking about you. Uh, I think I can come over. Let me ask my wife. Hmm. It's a date. <laughs> That's a real Oh, well, let's have a tornado since the last time Homer visited. I really like the when Marge does her like aggressive nag voice. I do love how innocent Homer is. Yeah, like he does he just doesn't get it right over his head. No man has ever been this nice to me without, you know, wanting something in return. Well, I was gonna ask you for a glass of water, but now I feel kinda guilty about it. You're just a big sack of sugar. I like the way that even just the way that her delivery, like if you've ever met like those laid back country folk, they do kind of talk like this and use expressions like that, like the big bag of sugar. Yeah, I think they nailed it. Yeah, it's not like there are people that talk just like that. Oh, I want to know where they were go the, the personal hygiene line. That's good. Space age fabric developed especially for Elvis. Sweat actually cleans this suit. <laughs> Elvis was pretty sweaty. Oh yeah, especially in his 
pilled up later days. When he oh, has yeah. gun when he has Gunther. I don't want to. I'm mad at you. I'm sick of that waitress and all the time you've been spending with her and this whole country music thing. Uh, and maybe you better not look at me. <gasps> there was a guy who used to go to Maple Leaf, Toronto Maple Leafs hockey games. Um for those in around the world who don't know what the Leafs are. But uh are you having an affair he, with who dressed exactly no. like Homer in the big no, white cowboy suit? Oh wait, I do remember yeah, that. Five, six. I'm, he's pretty. He's about, stand out. He was about six hundred pounds, I say. So I'm assuming he either lost it all or he's dead. Uh, fair. Yeah. Your boyhood dream was to eat the world's biggest hoagie, and you did it at the county fair last year. Yeah. Oh, I love the boyhood dream callbacks. He is being very mean to Marge, though. He is, but unintentionally mean. He yes, he's so stupid he doesn't realize what he's doing. There is no way in hell that I'm going to record in this dump. Give misdirection. How much did you just give that man? I feel like he didn't need to give that much money. No. Colonel Homer. And you must be Mrs. Homer Simpson. John. Hmm. Thought you said she was overweight. Marge, it takes two <laughs> to lie. One to lie and one to listen. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use that line. That is a great one. Well, come on, boys. Let's break some hearts. Pizza and cigarettes right on the... Uh, yeah, on the uh, mixing board. Yeah. This is a really clever song. Like it, it, the, it's really cool. So I spit on my hands, knock the dirt from my spikes, and pointing right towards center field. This time I'm The thing is with songs, if you put enough it's pretty much proven at this point. There's so many people on the planet now. If you just have a good marketing campaign, you can make money off pretty much anything. Yeah. Lisa magically appears in the studio. Yeah, just phases through the door. <laughs> Who wouldn't be pissed? Yeah. <laughs> it is a good the audio in that it like it, it gets you like it, it, it somebody would be grinding their teeth right next to you it's good you off the bench <laughs> yeah <laughs> is it, do we ever find out how much homer is getting paid to be manager no but we do he he gives away Lerlane's contract for so it's assumed he not gives away, but for a very low amount, so it's assumed he loses a lot of money. On this show, they want you to sing two songs. Maybe we should give them something new. Well, I have been working on something that could really heat things up. Let's hear it. In this trailer, I get so cold and alone. You notice the painting, too, is uh, of Homer, yeah, he's, but he's like a little bit thinner, <laughs> right. Is it implied that she painted it? Maybe. And that's her like vision of Homer. Bunk with me tonight. Oh, 
this poor innocent Homer, he sees that. They do a really good job in like his his clueless look. He, he's happy here, but he clearly doesn't get it. Yeah, he just he's such a doofus that he thinks it's just like, oh, it's a friend. There isn't a man alive who wouldn't get turned on by that. Well, goodbye. <laughs> Homer, there's a hidden message to this song that you may have missed. Really listen. Bunk with me tonight. Uh huh. Bunk with me tonight. Oh, yeah, I'm asking, will you bunk with me tonight? Laureline! That's right, Homer J. I gotta think about this. All our money's tied up in this woman. If she fails, we're broke. If she succeeds, I have no husband. I don't know what to root for. Well, Marge is only assuming. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. The you don't line is pretty good. Just so you know, while you and Lurleen were out judging that grease pig contest, Maggie <laughs> cut her first tooth. That's great, honey. Say, have you seen my rattlesnake headband? Not even listening to me. Sure, they will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> will you come in here? You've got a wonderful family, Homer. I got the kids are all dressed up. It's like Marge made them look good so that. Yeah, like they're going to church. Yeah. Uh, I gotta go. As much as I hate that man right now, you gotta love that suit. Hold on to your here it is. It's time again for My favorite montage, the Yahoo. Listen to these names. Oh man, you have no idea how many times I've told people like I'm going to see the recovering alcoholic jug band or Big Shirtless Ron, Butterball uh, Jackson. Um, uh, like just that's just amazing. I'm interested in buying Lurleen's contract. Forget it, pal. They don't call me Colonel Homer because I'm some dumbass army guy. Lurleen, they loved you. Well, thank you. I'm still a little itchy from that fiberglass hay. Is there anything you need? Well, you... That is a nice little effect they do with the, all the locks making it. Yeah. Homer cannot escape. What's wrong? My whole romantic life is flashing before my eyes. <laughs> oh, yeah, because, yeah. Spin the bottle. Nice. Oh, yeah, he just continues to get slapped, yeah. Yeah. That was actually from the other episode, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> At least could I have my dollar back? <laughs> Turn down in a kissing booth is a pretty good gag. I'm sorry, Lurleen. All I wanted to do was share your beautiful voice with other people. And I've done that. Now I better get out of here before I lose my family. Just so I don't wonder, you would have gone all the way with me, wouldn't you? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> before we negotiate, I have to tell you I'm desperate to unload Lurleen, and I'll take any offer. I'll give you 50 bucks. You son of a... Don't. So, <laughs> gosh. So he, he gets he he lost who knows how much money. One would assume at least hundreds. Yep. Bid him too. <laughs> oh, that's great nonsense. 
there any room in that bed for a dad burn pool? Always has been. Now I'd like to play a song I, I wrote just this minute. It's called Stand By Your Manager. His name is Homer. He's quite a man. <laughs> I tried to kiss him. But <laughs> sure wish I could say. I do like the the sync of the song with what's going on. Yeah. Like the he's quite a man and while Homer's taking off his shirt and his gun through and his boobies are hanging out. That. <laughs> if they ever renew their vows, they should play that song. Yeah, seriously, they should get Lurleen because remember, she spends nights in a ditch, so she probably comes cheap. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. That's awful. Uh, <laughs> it is, but it's amazing at the same time. Um, very solid episode. Man, they killed it. This might be the best overall episode in the entire series when it comes to montages we had so many in this episode the, like the two different sign gag type of montages the opening for the the yahoo show um the uh um montage of homer's love life so there was those were great a lot of good gags a lot of good one-liners a couple of nice misdirections and a pretty solid story even though it has all that this, there's been a couple episodes where we've hit at this point where it has all the but there's there's not that standout the, the the Yahoo intro is pretty good but there isn't that real standout that really puts it over the top so while I started with an 8.8 .8, I'm going to bring it down to where you started at the 8.5 I think it's right around there it's it's just above an A- minus. it's a solid that's fair. A episode um, a lot of good stuff but not a not a not a home run, not a home run. But very very close. Um, you started with that eight point five up or down or stay the same. I'm gonna stay. Yeah, uh, I thought this is like an eight point five episode. Uh, it's a really good episode. Yeah. So so what? It's not a nine. Doesn't mean it's a bad episode. It's mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it kept us entertained the whole time. Like there was a nice trickle of gags in there. The story was good. Uh, yet again, you know, another. Uh, Marge Homer relationship episode. We've had a lot of those, and we're only three seasons in, not even mm -hmm. finished yet. But uh, yeah, good episode. Um, Funny, good story. The yeah. fact, even that we spent a chunk of this time, we, we did go off on a tangent, but it was a tangent based off of something that the writers allowed you to run away with your imagine yeah, imagination with. Uh, you know, if you had the ability to pause, if you recorded this. Um, and on a VHS back in 1992 and paused to see all of those nice little sign gags at the movie theater. It allowed you to like come up with funny little movie tropes like we did and uh, fictional storylines. Right. So that was kind of neat in and of itself. Um, favorite gag from this one though, Shane, there were like, there were a lot of signs. There were quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, signs, montages. What are you going with? Uh, you know, I'm going to go with Homer long pause thinking. That was to me, there were a lot of gags, but that that honestly was my favorite. I thought the timing of Homer in thought uh, taking so long to figure out what the situation was was really funny to me. Uh, I just want to also tack on that this isn't gag related, but uh, this episode really, I think, solidified uh, that Homer has a good heart. Uh, so he's not going to be someone that like cheats, you know? Uh, 
he is a very honorable uh, husband. Uh, he's a doofus. He, had, he shouldn't have done what he did in the first place, but he thought it was completely innocent. So, Right, and yeah. didn't realize exactly what he was doing. Um, I do, so when you say that Homer's, Homer's pause and thoughts, are you thinking of just one instance or both, like when he's in the studio and when he's in Lurleen's trailer? Oh, yeah, uh, the studio one. The st- I, th- I figured yeah. you were talking about studio because that is a great moment that he takes so long to figure out the simple answer uh, of the whole situation. But yeah, uh, it, that is a good one. I'm going to go. I'm going to go a little bit different here because I ha- I love montages when they're done really well. Um, the Yahoo show opening with all the I don't know how long it took them to come up with those acts, but you could see them being legitimate acts on some sort of hillbilly old school bluegrass country show. Like I remember when I worked in radio saying to one of my coworkers, who was a bit naive being like, Oh, I want tickets to the hip diddler concert. And uh, she started asking all about, she's like, Oh, I never heard of hip diddler. Who's that? And of course that's just one of the, the characters in the open there. And like big shirtless Ron and the recovering alcoholic jug band. Like I love when bands have those unnecessarily long names um, that are just straight nonsense. Beautiful. I don't know how long it took them to come up with that, but you're cracking up on that for sure. Oh, I I love that. Like it's, it's produced so many different memes as well. I think big shirtless Ron is probably the most memorable because the way that Hank Azaria delivers, I think it's Hank Azaria delivers that line. Like he's really stretches out the big part of it. um, And it's just such a stupid character name, but it also makes sense at the same time. So that is my favorite of the many, many good montages in this episode. Yeah, good quality episode. And I think our next one is going to be right around the same area, if not better with black widower, as we get the return of sideshow Bob, one that the, the writing core put a huge amount of effort into, um, maybe not getting right, but making sure it was a good quality mystery. And we'll get a little bit more into that as we get into our, uh, next episode. But for now, Shane is going to take it away with plug time. Uh, you know, at the start of the episode, we were talking about uh, photos of people's dogs, and that was on Simpsons underscore EB on Twitter. So we're always doing stuff like that to interact with fans and then talk about said interactions on the actual podcast. So if you want to be a part of that, follow us on Twitter at Simpsons underscore EBE. Uh, Nick actually just posted a picture of my dog, which wasn't there before. So check that out. Uh, he's a happy little guy. Um, yeah, uh, most of you are listening to us on Spotify, but whatever platform you're listening to us on, we would appreciate a follow and a rating that helps us out. Just takes a couple seconds. And if you feel like donating, uh, money to Nick and I, there's a link in the description called buy me a coffee. So you can, you know, donate whatever amount of money that you feel, uh, you'd like to, to donate, uh, and Nick and I will buy, I don't know. What do we buy? We're going to make our own mixtape. Actually, uh, it won't be a compact disc, though, because, uh, you know, it really depends on how much money we get. We're going to do it on a cassette tape, actually. Yeah, I, I'd like to do that. I'd like to do some sort of combination uh, bluegrass, Kentucky bluegrass with a little bit of featherbed bent and maybe maybe a little bit of some sort of Jesus music. I, I always say to my wife, uh, you know, find one of the Jesus stations on when we're, when we're driving around listening to the satellite radio. Um, so maybe some sort of. Uh, Kentucky bluegrass folk Jesus hybrid band um, that will be called quick, quick name off the top of your head. What would you call it? Uh, 
Gosh, put me on the spot. Um, Got to think fast. Got to think fast. Improv. Uh, it's media. Think, think, think. You got two seconds. Two, one. Adventure Shane. reboot. Thank, okay. Shane goes with adventure reboot. I go with my 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 multi-use name, Italian restaurant. And people wonder, why is the folk bluegrass Jesus music band called Italian restaurant? And I say, well, you just haven't followed the mystery close enough. And you see, that's marketing right there. That's marketing 101 because they'll start – uh, being heavily invested in some sort of mystery that's not there. That's what Led Zeppelin did when they sold their soul to the Beatles. See, it all makes sense in the yeah, end. Yeah, you're, you're connecting all those dots. Connect all those dots eventually. And next thing you know, we're making millions off a of cassette tape thanks to Italian Restaurant. Uh, thank you for listening, though. Um, we had a lot of fun doing this one. We have a lot of fun every episode we do. And my challenge to Shane this week uh, for this particular episode is to, um, give me a, give me, give me a, cause I love the banjo. It's just a great instrument, whether somebody's playing it or being hit with it, it's just a fantastic instrument. So if you can give me some sort of real uppity banjo tune, or just a clip of a banjo, just banjos make me smile. So let's see what Shane comes up with banjo wise, and we'll catch you next time for black widower. <laughs> Disgrace to the medicine show business. They didn't start chasing us until you turned on the getaway music.